0: Liberated Lifestyle is a podcast focused on relationships, spirituality, personal development, and so much more. Tune in every single week so that you can change your life. Start right there.
1: Okay. What up, world? So my name is Kevin Walton, uh, known as Source Radiance, and uh, my social media vibes. Uh, I created a practice that I call creatorhood or the art of living from truth. And it's based around understanding the structure of existence, uh, your emotional intelligence, how to command um, your mind, consciousness, the way that things flow, massive from energy. It's a really comprehensive practice that's based on how to navigate the nature of your life that leads you towards living in your fullest authentic expression and then how we do that synergistically as a as a species, as a race, as as consciousness itself, I would say. I'm so also th- an actor and writer. Just to sprinkle some of that on there real
0: quick. <laughs> right? Because I was going to say you're a rapper too, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So question. Do you, how long have you been inside the light being type of scenario? Like how long have you been in the ascension process?
1: Um, you know, like, consciously diving in since 17. Okay. Um, but I, I kind of was at some of the, the information that I accessed and kind of developed a practice on I was tapping into at an early age but had no concept of what I was accessing no concept of what was I was tapping into. So um, that was just kind of like taste of it but at 17 is when it really came online for me where I, I read this book called Seth Speaks and it was a phenomenal book my mom put me onto to it and it was the first time i'd ever seen anything that was breaking down what i was tapping into in such a detail and that was like the conscious thing of whatever this is i'm going in and uh and so that's how the journey personally and then starting the light beings and being a, a speaker and a guide and a teacher that's been just a little over 10 years that i've been like growing in that capacity
0: wow okay so you have a great way of breaking things down as I said. So why don't we just jump right into it? Dude, I'm like literally known for like just getting to the nitty gritty. I, I like don't even waste any time. You know what I mean? So I mean, as you know, like the world right now is crazy. So it's like, let's just take little incremental steps. What? Wh- why do you think this is even happening?
1: Well when uh when you think about the nature of how life functions right like even nature and just consciousness in general everything is always looking to move toward like i mentioned before being its fullest expression like everything wants to be able to tap into all it was meant to be the only way to do that though is to uncover where we already aren't and that means bringing to light where things are left unaddressed where things are fragmented where things are um you know divisively misaligned and in order and we, it comes to our awareness though to restore it so when you think about the nature of the journey of our lives and all of us want to start tapping into more um just power within ourselves we want to see more unity in the world we want to see more love, and that doesn't happen if we don't reveal where it's not being lived and embodied and that's where these experiences kick up and what i found in terms of patterns is the louder experiences get the more ready it is to be faced and shifted and navigated so for me any experience in I teaching my practice is it's all just a sacred opportunity it's all an offering so any experience where it's like we got some shit to face I'm like let's go a minute let's do it and it's like that kind of vibe so that off top is one of the most essential components to why we would be experiencing anything
0: like this okay so Let's actually, before we go into like any other topics, I really would love to talk about this. Um, there is a category of like people that are light workers, right? And a mm-hmm. lot of times, I've been hearing more times than not right now that a lot of light workers feel as if because we are all one, right? So everyone it does have that one consciousness. However, there is this uh, thing going on in the light worker community where they feel as if the things that have been happening in the world is actually you can just bypass it like it's spiritual bypassing, because it's almost like, well, if we are all one, then they are an extension of me. And so you, you know what I mean? Like, I could just yeah. talk about Do you kind of get what I'm saying? I'm curious what your thoughts yeah, are about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I Part of my journey in, in in teaching and guiding is I brought in a lot of these communities and conscious communities. And bringing more of this insight to light because you you realize that there's two ways that you end up functioning in the world in terms of perspective right there is the duality based consciousness and there's unity based consciousness now unity based consciousness is the most aligned functionality that you can sync up with when it comes to belief and perspective and perception Um, and duality based consciousness is just a belief it's not an actual thing But when you explore life as if it's just this or that, which happens when we go into that mode of like, good, bad, right, wrong, positive, negative, you you start playing out the nature of duality-based consciousness, which is, I believe that things are separate and not only are they separate, they're actually against each other, right? Unity-based consciousness is everything functioning within existence, within a system and structure is all a part of the same thing, exploring full support of itself to live in that fullness. So what I, what I see as spiritual bypassing is really just like, it's not so much just spiritual bypassing, it's just bypassing, it's just avoidance and neglect. And so a lot of people love the idea of love and unity and oneness, but they don't actually fully grasp what that means. And so one of the things I I express often is if you want to start living in a greater capacity of love, that starts with everything you thought didn't deserve it. So when you want to play out the narrative that somehow this thing is like messing up my vibe or I'm taking on this energy or shits taking away my energy or I don't want to deal with this negative bullshit, you're looking at people's acts of avoidance. Because when, when you start tapping into the truth of spirituality, you realize that you're you're the vibe you're the power you're the answer so if you are actively addressing your stuff facing your fears integrating your judgments into greater self-acceptance you're actively avoiding there's no way around that so you the whole point is that you step in fully aligned and everything shifts in your present you you step in and you face what's there because it's twofold right there's the internal landscape We create everything from that means our identities, our feelings, everything happening inside of us comes out. And so when we navigate life, you're looking at ways of processing emotions and feeling, and then you're looking at the standards that you live at. And I find that just in general, whether it's it's spiritual communities, conscious communities, uh, other different you know, systems and, and institutions a lot of it functions from duality based consciousness. So it's so used to this idea that there's a good and bad, right and wrong and not, there's either things that are aligned or misaligned. The misalignments are not against you, but they're telling you that something's gotta be addressed. Something's gotta be fixed. And if you, the more that you know how to tap into you, the more you know how to actually show up and, and hold accountability responsibility. You don't excuse yourself from the thing. And that's what I find happens a lot with the concept of bypassing. It's, well, everything is love, except that shit. When it's like, that's not how it works. It's if you want to live in that love, love is fully engaged. It demands the most of us while also accepting where we are on the journey. But it's not tolerance. It's not settling. And I find people love the idea of life being the unity thing, but not realizing what it takes to actually live that sustainably Mm.
0: dude oh my god okay so right now on the planet do you feel like it's in a duality type of state or like why why are these hateful things happening
1: it's like we we fluctuate all the time so there, more collectively we've been functioning duality-based consciousness and we and we can pulsate between both like anytime you're in a really loving confident embodied state where you recognize that this thing is showing up for me uh, to reveal something and I can like change it and take action. You're tapping into more of that unity. Um, but when you find yourself going like all oh, this evil shit or they against this or this agenda, it's like it's not that some of these narratives aren't actually happening. It's just, it's not what you think it is. And then when you think it's something like this the system, this is against us, you end up playing that out because all of your behavior patterns match that. And you start making choices that reinforce that. And so our society and what the world's doing right now is literally bringing up everywhere we keep playing out duality-based consciousness, because it's like, here's where you get to restore. Here's where you get to restore. It's like, you want to live in more unity? Start seeing everybody a part of the game as a whole. And some people just got to get checked and held accountable. And you want to know where you start? Start addressing your shit. So you know what it means to actually show up as a guiding light in command to guide others. Which means love goes, I accept you in all capacity, and this shit here changes. In my space, in my standards, I love you enough to say, here's where that shit ends, and here's where we build something greater. But when we just go, like, oh no, that's just them, that's just this thing, I'm just gonna stay here, you're acting like life is somehow cut off like that, but it's comprehensive. So to me, Everything that's happening these past couple of years is like all that shadow energy kicking up, things we've been avoiding for so long that are like, so you guys want to step into that next capacity? You guys want to start owning some power and activate your potential? I hear you talk about it. So let's let's bring everything to light that you got to address. Did you know you were still playing out narratives of racism? Did you know you still treat women like second-class citizens? Did you know you keep acting like you ain't as powerful as you are? Did you know you still don't know how to process your fucking emotions? Like... It just keeps bringing it to light to go are we stepping into this or not and so everyone who gets that in that awareness it's our responsibility then because that's what we're choosing to do to go okay let's live it and then let's show other people how to step into it themselves
0: okay so right now how would you say we can show up on the planet in our power because a lot of people are hurting right now and a lot of people <laughs> feel like they're confused and they're just like i am mad like i'm mad that this is happening so I, I, and I just want to say this real fast. I feel like, you know, it's important to process your emotions. If you're feeling angry, you're, you definitely don't want to bottle it in. So let that shit come out. But yeah, please.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's the next stage of our human evolution is to feel freely, right? Because it's a natural part of our existence. And, and to go back to the duality-based consciousness function, that's where the concept of good or bad, positive, negative emotions comes from. It's like we have emotions and we go like, well, I want to feel these. I don't want to feel these. If I don't want to feel these, that must mean they're bad. And not, oh, I don't have awareness of what emotions actually are and how to use them and process them effectively. So that's literally the next stage for all of us is how do, knowing how to identify and process what you feel and then how to use that for a purpose. Because that's the point. Like, nothing is, is against us at all, even though it can feel that way in our narrative. It's like everything is always... The way i like to say this life is always asking you to step into it so it's like feel it so it's always the internal thing and the external approach address your feelings feel them i feel angry what's anger telling me i want something to change that out of alignment with my values because i'm not living fully my standard and i'm not showing up in that capacity and i witness it in these things and these things so let me feel that anger and honor it like i feel angry fucking pissed off let me own that for me and now with this energy, let me process it. How do I feel in the way that anger is communicating? Oh, I feel disrespected, disregarded, uh, insignificant, betrayed, uh, you know, like all well, those things you feel that and you go, okay. So I acknowledge that I feel this way. Now, what do I do with that? I can honor this idea that this is just an experience I'm having, right? Okay, cool. I know I'm more than this. And if you don't know you're more than this, then that's where we start like, well, if I can observe this, that means I probably am not just that. And you get to be able to process that. The, the biggest missing component that I find in spiritual communities and in any other space that isn't effectively processing emotions, plenty, is that once you do the internal work, once you integrate, once you adjust your feelings, once you get the energy, then channel it somewhere. Because we're not in this to stay the same. We're in this to step forward. So it's feel your anger And then use it with a purpose. It's like, it's not designed just to go, ah, and then it fades and we're like, oh, I guess that's over. The whole point is when when these experiences come up, it's for you not to go back. It's for you to step forward it's like so do you speak up when you feel your emotions do you honor when you feel a certain way or do you want to withhold it because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or you're afraid of doing this or do you suppress it long enough and then you explode and then you justify it like sorry i've just been bottling up anger and not own oh, like there's probably a better way i can channel this and use it and that game of responsibility and accountability personally and en masse is like the next stages it's we are functioning as a, as a unit, whether people like it or not. And when we experience these things showing up, your emotions are telling you something really important. And then when you're looking to go forward, it's, am I open enough to receive all the wisdom my experiences are constantly showing? Like, if I keep making these choices and he's keeping the same results, at what point do I look at my experience and go, it's probably time to do something a little different. If I keep feeling the same feelings and I do nothing with them and I keep griping about my life, at some point you got to go, maybe there's something I got to actually let through because that's where all those other things come from, like anxiety, anxiousness, depression, bipolar, like all these things stem from the struggle of processing emotions. And then you witness like that side effect of all the the things that are divisive in our reality. So starting places are one Sit with yourself and know how to actually just feel, without doing anything with it, just feel. And so you can start that process of health. Of health. You know what I mean? Well, mental health literally is in direct correlation with emotions, so for a physical thing, Um And then, then it starts. The question starts to be, okay, if you don't like this, you don't want. What do you want instead? What What do you What is it that you actually want to see? What does that look like? And how would you start living them and these are the questions that are that are can guide you in the direction of what could lead us into a new space building that that connection with yourself and getting clear about the world you want to see is stepping
0: forward
1: because that even spares the the conspiracy concept like which is another section in itself right because people don't know what, what to do with all the information when when they're like and the government's doing this and that and this other, right? Like governments create coups, governments take out people, governments do all these different things. It's all still a reality creation. And the question is with all this information, what does it show you? And what do you do to show a greater effect? You know what I mean? Like that's that's the difference. That's, that's a huge difference. We stop feeling like we're at the rim of it, and we go, okay, so here's what I would like to see happen differently. And then we just keep exploring what that looks like as we show up for each other and have conversations that are difficult because we're no longer afraid to feel our emotions.
0: Powerful. I want to ask you a question. Um, For me, sometimes when I process emotions or with different people, like you know, like clients and stuff like that, sometimes like there's like these different techniques where you can like get a pillow and you can literally like slam the pillow like as if it's a person because you just have so much anger you want to release. Do you think that maybe sometimes there's different avenues that they can release their anger or their depression mm-hmm. in a different, in like more of an aggressive way so that they can make sure it's pushed out of their body or not? Yeah.
1: yeah. And I recommend it. Like we do, um, we have this thing called emotional efficacy training and it's where you, you proactively go into the edge of every emotion. So like you, you actually deliberately bring yourself to the edge of r- r- rage. It's you bring yourself to this despair and sadness. You really go into the epitome of guilt so that you know how to actually dive into harnessing the energy. And so there's a lot of different ways to, to dissipate it. The, the key though, is once you dissipate it, it's not, that's not the end because you still want to know how to identify why it was there in the first place. And that sometimes is a missing piece when 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 people do emotional work because they think it's just about the release, but there's there's the release, then there's the identification and integration process, and then there's the the use, right? Like creative pursuit. Uh, But the different avenues are vital. Because once you once you let out, like especially rage, the only reason people feel rage is because they've been suppressing aggression and anger for so long. But once you let it out, it's like, oh, and then if you actually honor anger, you can go, okay, from now on, I'm just going to like speak up when I'm angry because then it won't turn to rage. It only turns to rage because we've been like, no, I'm not supposed to feel this. I don't like it. People don't judge me. Or I, I'm so used to freaking out because I've had definitions about anger in relation to other people I've seen and I didn't like that or I had experiences with it. You know, when we see that, I see that with clients too, where parents, you know, may have been abusive or super rageful and so their whole definition of anger is like, eh, and you gotta get them to bring that out. So yeah, it's huge, it's it's, all avenues that give people processing it that are in a container that doesn't cause destruction or harm to others is
0: always supported. Perfect. Okay, so like right now, a lot of people are protesting. Do you feel like that is a great way for them to be able to be like, okay, I'm contributing to the planet, like I'm providing change. Do you feel like that's a good avenue for people to take or is there like something else that they can do? to change, to help change the environment?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a dope avenue. It just isn't the end all be all, and it's not sustainable. So the, there's a really important dynamic to understand in life, which is boundaries and standards. So I'm sure you, know, you do work with us, so you're familiar with the idea of uh, setting boundaries, right? establishing boundaries. And boundaries are designed to break patterns. So a protest would be the example of a boundary. You're you're establishing like enough is enough. We aren't gonna take this anymore. These things have to change. And so it's a beautiful way of speaking up just like if you're in a dynamic with someone, you're like enough, not doing this anymore. Now, and then a protest is just that on a societal level. And so it's a good way to initially establish energy. Um, It's just not sustainable. So if it doesn't start to transfer from speak up and take a stand collectively to start designing systems and actually collectively getting together on a daily basis to hold more people accountable, to explore what ways can we change these things to saying, here's what I'm gonna start changing on a daily basis to ensure that this energy that we're standing for continues in a constructive way because if the constructive doesn't follow the the boundary being set, then there's no standard which means you go right back to the same baseline and you just have to keep setting a boundary and keep setting a boundary and then the experiences just get louder and louder and louder until you actually establish the standard of here's what we do because when you live by a greater standard you never have to set boundaries anymore, because you you just live the standard so when people show up you're like well this is what we do so did you want to rock with us or you know People talk about it? Because then, then people are just like, oh, I guess this is what we do. Because we only set a boundary when we've been, like, settling for less than we know we can be, do, share, give, expand into, and at some point, consciousness is going to go, we're just more than this, so something's got to change, and that's when we usually go, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm changing that. So protests are awesome. They're just not the end-all, be-all, and they're not sustainable. So the energy's got to be used in a purposeful way if it's to maintain and to greater state
0: so don't don't you feel like this keeps happening though like as far as in the world so it's like it's almost like the boundary set it's like dude don't 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 cross this line and then they keep crossing it periodically so it's like do you just go back to it to reform the boundary
1: well you'll 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 end up having to do that until you don't stop living the change so like for instance for every time that we've protested, once all that dies out, there's not enough energy dedicated to changing structures. There's not enough energy dedicated to making sure people are held accountable. There's not enough people getting engaged in the system to go like, it's like complaining about the ills of the world, right? And the, and the politics and all these things, but you still refuse to explore what other possibilities are there. You still refuse to get involved more in your community collectively. Like there's plenty of people doing awesome work. It's just not enough people for what we're asking for. And and we say this often in creatorhood. It's like, you love the idea of living this, but you hate the idea of what it takes to embody. At some point, something's going to come to a head. And that's the difference. It's like, you can can protest all you want, but if you don't become the living embodiment of what you want to change, nothing changes. And that's why we have to keep doing it over and over again until when it dies down, we go, so here's how we're all going to go to the town hall every week that they meet and ensure that they break down the system this way. And we're actually going to sit and talk about points and things we want to see differently, not just go, we hate what you're doing. We go, so here's what I would like to see happen. I would like to see that there is a, a more rigorous process of, mental check-in emotional capacity and physical capacity for law enforcement i would like to see that there's a stronger embodiment of a of, uh, standard of which things are out of alignment you are you are absolutely checked by the camaraderie i want to see that when things are off we carry a structure like this i want to see that we all get into the um to like checking in on what these politicians are up to what our clauses are and what you know like the frameworks are so that we're more informed and then also sit with ourselves and go, what would I like to see instead? And these conversations are what's necessary. And that, that piece is what life is asking for. Because what's cool is at some point, our generation is gonna be the one running the show. So if you don't start getting involved and, and start painting the picture of what you wanna see, you're not living it, you're not engaged in it. And then it's for whoever's just more deliberate than you so we want to step up and be more deliberate as a generation and go cool if you're not going to change it we got you because i don't know about you but my standards don't go go down from here you know what i mean and that's that other piece and what we that's what we teach in creative it's like i I always say that to be present is to be fully engaged and life wants to be fully engaged so that means you are all in and it is you know a little more effort only until it becomes first nature it can be difficult. Who gives a shit? That's not a fucking excuse. Whether something's easy or hard, just do it. If you're committed, if you want to see a change, it won't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So it's funny. it's funny when I hear that because like, it's so difficult. It can be. Why does that matter though? Why does that matter? Did you, did you not think you weren't going to have to like go to your edge and feel uncomfortable and, and, and kick, kick through those processes? You know what I mean? Like that's
0: the key. No, that's so true. You know, and I, I wanna add this kind of going back to what you were saying too, um, when we were talking about how, like for instance, you can, there's the emotional process and then there's also the protesting process. So I'm not saying you have to go protest. However, if you do decide to go protest, wouldn't it be a great option to also dive deep inside? Cause I feel like as we all continue to change ourselves, we're gonna yeah. see continuous, massive change. But if we all just like keep trying to go out and make change in the world versus changing ourselves, it's really just gonna be temporary. And we just keep going through these cycles, right?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. It always starts with us. It's, yeah. Yeah. Always an internal cause, external effect. There's no way around that. And not only that, what's really funny is, um, is this is, especially for me personally in my life. When this landed for me, it was it changed everything. Because I used to live by that old paradigm of thought where it was like, anything worth having doesn't come easy. And you got to pour your blood, sweat, and tears in it. And you got to just keep making it work and grind this and this, this, and that. And I remember I used to even have that plastered on my wall. It was like, anything worth having doesn't come easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, and I remember living that. And then suddenly, as I was going on this journey, tapping in, it was like, I noticed that the more I shifted things in here and the more I started tapping into more of what I wanted to live, and I could. And this is not just like, this isn't faking until you make it, it's, it's embodying it till it becomes sustainable. So when I started realizing the vision of how I want to live and I started shifting it here, not only did things shift faster, it was more sustainable and it took less effort. And that's that's what's interesting about it. Like you're always going to do things. That's, that's going to be part of the game. But instead of doing to be, you actually be and let the doing flow from the being. And as part of the practices, I teach people how to actually literally tap into who you want to be in an instant. But then it becomes, can you do that enough that it becomes your baseline? So yeah, there's no way around it. Like you can, you can go out to the streets and shout all you want. If you don't shift the standard within your embodiment and then bring that to the fold, it's going to take all, as long as it takes for you to shift your belief and parameters, right? And the likelihood of it shifting is very, very minimal because it's all still energy. Like we, we don't realize how much we perpetuate. Remember this because we're the ones creating them because it flows from the inside out. Right. And that's the actual like, practical measure of um, be the change you want to see. Like, it's not just an abstract thing. It's like the reason why that's an actual phrase is because you wear your identities. You live the nature of your life. You don't you, like no one ever talked about something and embodied something different and saw the thing come to fruition. You know what I mean? It's like you live it. Right.
0: There's no way it. Yeah. So maybe we could all use like a subconscious mind clearing, where like we're clearing the racism from humanity, like collectively, like in our mind, right? Because I mean, do you, do you feel like this goes deep to the subconscious mind, or does this go like? Because I mean, when we were little babies, we didn't know about color i was like like you know what i mean like my mom has dark skin i never knew until uh sixth grade when i started to get bullied you know so it's like where how this goes deep deep far back right maybe even in a past life where racism occurred like you know
1: well it's like it's it's more like um instead of just thinking of his past it's really all And we, i mean this may take the conversation a whole different direction but i'll just chime in on this and then we'll go to that so Everything's really one, one massive present moment. And we're living in a multiple incarnations at once rather than say like going through the linear process of past to future. It's all happening and constantly happening. So what we end up doing though is tapping into all capacities of us all the time. And it's not like the birth of racism that we're looking to shift. We're looking to shift the birth of our belief in duality that perpetuated narratives that led to racism. Because the, the narrative that we play out isn't just the idea of like whether we like someone or don't like someone because of the color of the skin. It's the narratives that we explore on how we feel significant and safe within our own embodiment. And it, as we've gone down the line and different civilizations have conquered other civilizations, and like I always like to use Rome as an example, because Rome didn't care. They disinflamed everyone who wasn't Roman. You know what i mean regardless of color and then it just passes on to all of that so if if i see you to be less than me and i can make excuses for that which is what you have to do in order to believe in separation you have to make things make sense to you it's called confirmation bias right so you force yourself to see everything that reinforces it so like you would go well we're better than you because uh we're romans right because now we're both like white, right? So we're better than you because we're Romans and you're Gauls and Gauls are savages and nothing. So, and then you look and go, oh, look at these. We're better than you because like, look at this. You have dark skin. So we're also going to say that our skin is better than your skin and then we're going to keep building that. And like, that's the way it plays out. And you can see it play out in every culture. Like, it's like, even when you, when you look at black culture and, and when, when there's black men that talk super articulate, right? And then they say, look at you talking white. And it's like, the like, we go, oh, you mean that we don't get to talk articulate and straight without some cool swag to it? And that's all, that means you're being another culture? So these are all examples of that. And, it's, and so it's, what happens is racism becomes a, a natural side effect of looking for reasons to feel more significant when you don't. And that's how really we played it out with everything. And that's where the concept of men being better than women came from. Women wouldn't be better than men came from. It was like, well, I don't know how to process feeling insecure around certain things, but if there's a way for me to instill dominance so that I can feel more powerful, that would be awesome. And then we're like, oh, women, well, they're not more physically stronger than us, so I can feel superior in that way. Yes. And then there's other cultures that don't play that out, right? And they have a more thriving functionality because they realize just how important masculine and feminine operates as a unit. But when you don't feel safe and significant, you're you're gonna find ways to get it at all costs. When you feel safe and significant, it's a different life. And that's so when we think about getting to the root cause, the root cause of all of this starts with are you aware that you're significant and safe just in your own body? And how does it feel when you own your sovereignty enough and the standards enough to actually feel what that's like? Because people who feel safe and significant of themselves are willing to be more vulnerable, more humble, more generous, and more willing to, to take risks. And those people take time to actually explore with other people to know more about other people's journeys because they would love to experience just more of the richness of life. But people who don't feel that shit are the ones that go, you disagree with me, that means you're against me, fuck you, I don't hear shit you have to say, you're fucking stupid as opposed to being like, you disagree with me, tell me why you feel that way, I would love to know. Because I feel like there's something here that we can connect with and we're you know, not doing it. Or they go, look, this is what's happening right now in this country, and I would like to see it changed. So what can we do to start with seeing a change, right? As opposed to being like, see, this is that evil shit or this oppressive stuff, because it's clear, like the structure was built off of a group of a culture being more dominant than other cultures and therefore wiping out one culture here, bringing another one over here. And then when it was like, okay, so we'll allow slavery, but the the mindset didn't change. So they were like, well, let's just make sure we got our stuff and let's push them in these corners and make sure that they don't have options we have. Because what would that mean for us if, they, if people we saw as less that we once owned now have the same things as us? Because I, I have to matter here, and I don't want to feel less than significant than them. They were our property, but now you're going to give them? No! And that shit perpetuates the game that we're in. So when we think it's just about racism or classism, we're still looking at the story, not the actual cause. Which means there's all this information we're missing, and that uh, lack of awareness and the neglect and the avoidance perpetuates the game.
0: Mic drop, just mic drop right there, done. (laughs) Oh my God. Yo, okay, so essentially, let's like kind of put this all in a nutshell. So every single person, and and you know, actually, before we do this, Kevin, let me just bring this up, because I feel you know called to ask this question um so nobody's better than anybody else due to a skin color or like i've just thrown that out there i just want to see is is you know what i mean it, are we all like equal or how does that go
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> like everyone in our practice we have these seven facts it's literally what i build the whole practice on and the fourth fact is you exist therefore you matter that means simply because you exist you were meant to and there's a reason why the structure of existence is incomplete without you which means you being your individual expression of source have something to offer and everyone does because that's what unity actually is right it's everything being a part the diverse nature of all exploring together as one and so everything offers a richness every person every culture when we again when we're looking for something significant we want to take those and make it a separate thing it's like well we got this culture we're just doper than you Instead of, well, this is what we do, and this shit's fucking dope. I'll let them know more about what you do. Let's see what we can all grow with and play with together. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's a true statement. When we say, like, no one's better than anyone, that's a real shit. Now, everyone has their own unique gifts, though. So, like, it's go be awesome with what you got. I'll go be awesome with what I got. Let's see what we create with that. You know what I mean? When you're living healthy and in alignment, that's how it is. Right. When you're out, when, when things are inadvertently shifted then you see people thrive and you're like, ah, and unconsciously, it's like, what at them showing me what I'm capable of that I don't believe. And so I'm angry at you for showing me that I have things to deal with. And, and you know what I mean? And that's stuff that we play with. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So in a nutshell, guys, we've learned so much so far, but I just want to say, um, when you have like anger or suppressed emotions that start to rise up um, definitely go back through the process that Kevin's talking about. Do you have any type of like an online community for people? Cause uh, where are you located?
1: Uh, I'm in Hollywood, Florida.
0: Oh, you're in Florida. Okay. So is this something that we can all do like online with you or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, so we have, we have the group out here that the Lightnings community. And I'm also one of the leaders in the sacred sons. And, uh, and I go back and forth both. I haven't during COVID, but I go back and forth to Cali a lot in, in Florida and uh, in a few other states that I work and operate in, and also in, with some groups in Egypt and a few other countries. Um, but we have the, we just, I just, I'm updating the website, but I just started the Light Beings community on the Mighty Network. So we have that, um, which I want to say that links in my bio. If it isn't, I'll make sure it is after this call. Um, but that's members.lightbeingscommunity.org. And people can, can sign up there to be a part of just the online community we're we're now building to get more involvement in, in virtually. And then I have, a, I have a, the course that I just recently launched. I finally launched the first time actually making all of my practice available in three phases. And we're just finishing up the first launch of that, which is an eight week course. And um, after July, probably like August, September, I'll be launching the next iteration of the course where people can actually uh, both physically and, and virtually take the, the course and start with phase one, phase two, phase three, and then I have a leadership training for it. And then we'll, um, you know, we'll prepare some seminars for it. So there will be ways to dive into this practice because I want it to be made available for everyone because we're in this to see humanity fall. So.
0: so the course yeah, is we're, where we're going to find out about the emotional release and everything.
1: Exactly. Like I bring okay. on every single aspect of my practice. And I'm also going to be creating an online membership uh, through the Lightning community, where we're going to put the entire course literally section by section on an automated um, platform so that people can sign for membership and literally just get access to it on a regular basis. So that's still in construction. Uh, but they can they sign up with me to take the course. But I also do, like, private sessions or group coaching, consult organizational leadership development, all those things. But the, the course people can take online um, every time that we launch it, and um, they will get all these insights, like every single piece of it. Um, okay. Um,
0: so if they are looking, like say if people are looking for private one-on-one sessions, you definitely do that, like get packages and whatnot.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. As long as I have family.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And then we have a little bit more time. I actually was hoping we did because I wanted to ask you this question super bad. I know that you're super tapped into the masculine and the divine feminine. And I really mm-hmm. feel like this ties into this topic. Because I feel like if we tapped into our own divine masculine, our own divine feminine, this could help collectively, collectively change the world because we're going to find that wholeness inside once we tap into both different ones inside of ourselves. Do you, do you, can you like touch on that briefly?
1: For sure. So important. I'm so glad you asked this question. It's vital. Okay. So um, masculine and feminine energy. Right? It's just, it's an energy, and, and we often are so used to defining it as, like, male or female, um, but masculine and feminine energy is the relationship of all energy, so I call it the divine alignment, and it's in all living things, like, literally, energy moves because of that relationship, and that's where the yin-yang symbol represents, but because it's like this, right? This is always moving in all of us, and so everyone has masculine and feminine energy within them, and they each have very specific qualities within that framework so the feminine aspect is the creative aspect the surrendering aspect the nurturing cultivating analytical precision being I mean, detail oriented precise right energy and the and the the graceful ease and fluidity and then masculine energy is the, the like solid stoic present container and the deliberate movement deliberate action and it's the expression of creativity And so in masculine energy, it's the thing that breaks it all down to structure to make moves and and the flow. And that relationship is all life. And so with the feminine, in creativity, you have being able to feel emotions, you have intuition, because there's no way to tap into intuition if you weren't processing emotion, like tapping into emotion. Um, And it has all of that aspect. So our feminine side is a part of us that knows how to feel and tap into those feelings and nurture and cultivate that space. And it's that side that gets really specific in detail. that breaks it all down. And the masculine side of us is that full presence with it. And so what it does, is always looking for, where do we take this? And that relationship is literally the flow of everything. And they're both power, they're both leadership, they're both strength, they're both love. And we used to think that somehow they were against each other, but that's that duality consciousness when you're you're designed to flow together. And, And they're always, they always function in the optimal functioning ratio. That means they're not 50-50 balance ever. They're always flowing in a way that says, okay, in this moment, my feminine leads. In this moment, my masculine leads. In this moment, my feminine leads. In this moment, my masculine leads. And that relationship um, that we're doing with ourselves at dance, when that's online, you are literally living in the divine flow of existence. And when that's happening for you, that's how you navigate all the relationships outside of you. Because even attraction comes from the polarity of masculine and feminine energy. And everyone is always led more with one or the other, even though you'll always experience both. And so in relationship dynamics, you you notice that they flow really well when both partners are clear on which one that leads them most. So they, they complement them, And they know how to shift back and forth in dance with one another. And these things are, are vital. They're literally in the flow of everything. So when you don't know how to process your emotions or you judge them, you're in a of feminine and, and when you, um, uh, and also on that note, feminine energy always challenges the masculine energy to do something, to take it to its next expression. So that's, and, and, and I always break them down as you either experience these energies in the aligned form or the misaligned form. And we're, we've seen a lot of the misaligned, and we think that's just how the energy's all over. But they're, they're not. There's actually a state where they flow in harmony, and then there's a state where they are they're distorted. So, like, I used use the example of, Feminine energy, when it's demanding seems like the energy thrive, it'll come in an in encouraging way. Like, let's take this somewhere. Let's go you do some things. You got this. It's like, it's powerful flow. When it's in distortion, it's like, you don't give a shit. You don't do anything. What are we doing here? It's like, you know, it's like that type of energy that kicks up that's hoping that through obliteration or judgment something can move. And so you'll see this dance happen a lot. And, uh, and there's and the distortions of masculine in this respect. Uh, but that energy. It's, it's, it's part of phase two in my course. Uh, but once you understand how that energy functions, it literally changes everything. Because then you literally go back and forth within yourself on command. And that's when you're like fully tapped in. And then you don't tell any stories about like, oh, I'm an impasse, so I give my energy. away, people take my energy. That's not an actual real thing. That just means you aren't commanding energy. And when you feel less of it, you don't realize you're squeezing it off from yourself, not taking on other people's. But you can tap into the field with it through intuition, you can go, Oh, there's anger and disruption around here. I can feel that through my own emotional process. But it's not taking away your emotion or energy. It's just revealing whether you're in command. And so when you feel feeling feminine, you're like, I'm in command of all the stuff. The master goes, That's right, here's what we do. And that dance is the juice of life. And so it's so important.
0: Dude, I gotta ask you this question. Cause I realized this a year and a half ago, I grew up in my masculine energy and I mm-hmm. tapped into my feminine energy. Maybe like a year and a half ago, I'm still like getting her more involved in my life, but it is just phenomenal. And I have to say about a little lesson, uh, probably around two years ago, I realized that this is the wholeness that I've been searching for. And I genuinely feel like if people in relationships were tapped into their feminine and their masculine. Your relationship would just be like, it would change the game. Agree? Yeah. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because it's it's like like literally all of our relationships are a reflection of that relationship within ourselves. You you know how to access these and tap into it. Your like because like, I do a lot of work with couples too. It is a different game when everyone becomes more aware of that. They're like, oh shit. I'm playing with this. Oh, you're doing that. And it's like, because it becomes obvious. Like you, I, I do all these really funny exercises where I bring to everyone's awareness what they're doing in each. Like when you're, I go, now here's what distorted feminine does. Here's what a line feminine does. Here's what distorted masculine does. Here's what a line. And I, but I do it in a really funny way so people can start to look at themselves and go, oh shit, might be doing that. That's where I'm at. Oh. And they catch it. And then all of a sudden it's not as serious anymore. And it gives them the freedom to actually play with it. And it's so dope. Because you'll see couples that were so on edge with each other suddenly tap into this flow together and they're like like just that little awareness is enough to shift some things and I say, you have no idea yeah it's like you, you said it's so perfect it's, yeah and you yeah, know wow
0: them- guys i think this is just so important to end this conversation because um i really feel like that's the secret to life that's just my opinion because i do like as much work as I've, you know, done throughout the years, I've realized that the masculine and the feminine, thats that was a game changer for me, you know, along with, like, yeah. medicines and stuff. But I just wanted to share that with you guys, too, like, as Kevin was saying, because it's almost like if we all tapped into our divine masculine our divine feminine, imagine how much the world would change and how quickly we would see that transformation. Right? In yeah. And it's
1: great. In a day, if everyone literally tapped into that in just an instant, the entire world would change in a day. Like we would literally, we would immediately go, "Whoa, there's different ways to do all of this stuff and restructure." It. It's like that hope. So if people kept doing more of that work. Bar none, bar none, it would change everything.
0: Do you have any like last comments or anything you want to say to the people?
1: Yes. So um, I'll break it down to three things. One. Power is not something you have, it's what you are, right? And I say that often in all my videos, like, you are power. That's life force energy. That's true power. So there's not, like, these forces outside of us that have more power than we do and want to steal it. You're the power, and you're either living in a greater expansiveness of it, or you're playing with less of it. That's one. Number two, nobody can control anybody because no one can control consciousness, which means if you feel like you're being manipulated, taken advantage of, that's you playing out the narrative of your own lack of awareness and feeling like a victim. And the last one, there's a word I love so much called Orenda, and it's an Iroquois word that that represents this, the way they defined it was more of a duality-based thought process, but it was that there's a spiritual force, this energetic force that everyone has that is constantly battling for like dominance of, spaces right and that's their definition what i found is what it actually says is that the person that's the most deliberate in any setting is the one that dictates how that setting looks. and so that means if you know how to own the power that you are recognize you can be in command of yourself and you're very clear on your standards and what you want and how to embody it your deliberate. And this also applies to lack of awareness. Like if someone's massively deliberate in playing the victim more than anyone else is with their reality, that's when you feel like the oxygen gets sucked out of the room. But it's not them like taking it from you. If someone's more deliberate than you, you're creating a reality where you're like, yeah, I kind of have command over it, but then there's things that I don't, that come up you know, like this and you create that reality. So the person that's the most deliberate will dictate how things flow. And that's why it's so important to be clear about who you're asking yourself to be, to be clear about what your standards are, to be clear about what you want to integrate and heal and restore, and, and be deliberate about living and loving the dance that you're mastering from the energy. So those are three things I want to leave everyone off with to go play with that. And yeah,
0: Thank you so much, Kevin. <laughs> yes, feel your shit. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Thank you for inviting me on your platform to, uh, to share this wisdom. I'm very grateful. Thank you for the work that you do. It's a beautiful thing and I'm glad we got a chance to connect and I'd love to see what we can build from here. So, deep
0: Likewise. Deep, 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 deep. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Blessings.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for taking your time to tune in this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.